0: ah yes ladies and gentlemen my name is jack farmer his name is andy rossi and this is the evolution of movie show and this train just keeps on trucking here as we go through the years year by year andy before we bring our guest on how you doing
1: i'm doing great jack how are you doing
0: i'm doing okay i'm doing fine i want to i want to get our guest on because it's someone who long-time fans the show will be very familiar with. Someone who's been on, not once, not twice, but, I don't know, a bunch of times I didn't actually count on making this up as <laughs> I go. Ladies and gentlemen, it's James Shippy, Tensel, for our video audience. Uh, yes. Wow. my man. <laughs>
2: okay, all right. Oh, James man. How you guys doing?
0: Good. It's good to see yeah. you again. Good to hear that voice again. Uh, just... For the record, feel free to use whatever Denzel impressions you want today because we've I think we're gonna have a few of them. Uh but oh, it's yeah. good to have you back, buddy.
2: Yeah, it's good to be back, man. Miss you guys. Thanks for bringing me back for you know all Denzel movies, it appears, <laughs> or yes. anything Denzel adjacent. Um uh, yes. I'm here for it. Uh yeah, this is good to be back. You know, <laughs> that's, that's it. That's it. Just, just Denzel no. movies that's it, that's the tweet. You'll
0: be you'll be like it'll be a movie you're in, and we're like, no, we don't need to have James on. Yeah, (laughs) right. And so movie, like, get James on quick. (laughs) Uh, Exactly. but for people who are new to the show, uh, this is the Evolution of Movie show. And we call it the Evolution of Movies because what we do is we watch a movie and we chat about it. And uh, we always watch a movie that came out one year after the last movie we watched. We started in 1980. went to 1981, 1982. Now we're all the way to the year 2001, which still sounds like the future. But it's a time when movies were coming out like Black Hawk Down, The Royal Tenenbaums, and of course, Jason X. But we aren't talking about any of those. We're talking about Training Day, a movie that IMDb describes as a rookie cop spends his first day as a Los Angeles narcotics officer with a rogue detective who isn't what he appears to be. Uh, Mm. Every movie that I think has someone who isn't what they appear to be always is a good one. But James, had you seen Training Day before and what were your thoughts going into it this time around?
2: Never seen it. Never seen it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what is this training day you speak of? Uh, yeah, I mean, I had seen it when it first came out. Um, later on, maybe a handful of times, I feel like this is like a, probably one of his most iconic roles. Like everyone's seen this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was it was funny because I hadn't seen it in in its entirety in in a long time right? Because, you know, sometimes it's on, you'll catch a scene here or there, something that you can, like, quote. It's a highly quotable movie. Mm -hmm. Um, I I loved it. I mean, it was better than, like, I remember as far as, like, the story, like, the Mm -hmm. plot. You know what I mean? He was, I mean, the Denzel's Kill was, like, he had a plan. As You know, the famous line, I'm playing chess, while Mm -hmm. the rest of you are playing checkers, and he really was, if you, like, really break down Mm -hmm. the movie. He already had, like, his pieces in place from the beginning. So it was really cool to
0: watch again. This, uh, yeah, watching it back, I saw it completely differently than I did the first time around. Uh, but of course, as before we get into that part, I do want to say uh, we have a little game we like to play here at the beginning. It's the Rotten Tomatoes game. Oh, yeah. Andy, you're going to try to guess the Rotten Tomatoes score, and then uh, Denzel's stepson, you're going to try to guess <laughs> whether or not the actual score is higher or lower. Andy, what do you think? Training Day came in oh
1: Ah, oh, ah man. Um this is very difficult. I think Training Day is amazing. Like James said, like especially seeing it again, like the writing of it is amazing and obviously the performances. Man, this had to get a
0: high ranking. I'm going to go 90. <laughs> 90%. That puts it in the upper echelon. Uh but Shippy, where do you was it do you think the real score is higher or lower than 90?
2: It's got to be lower. Because those Rotten Tomato people—and
0: <laughs> <laughs> I use that term loosely—yeah, <laughs>
2: it's a euphemism. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I would think
0: it'd be lower. I mean, that's a safe yeah. bet. Ninety is pretty high. uh yeah, And you're—you're you're right. You're right. It came in. I'm actually kind of surprised. Seventy-three percent. Seventy-three. Which, by the wow. way, a solid ranking overall, but I'm with it. I thought this was a incredible movie. I thought this was going to be up in the higher end of this movie. I feel like
2: at least, like, like the 80s, I would think. Yeah. Uh, you would think at least audience the audience had to be
0: higher. Yeah. The audience, sure. I believe, was higher. Uh, I never, mm. I never, probably I, 90. I never write that one down. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I thought, because I thought this one, like, won awards and things, too. I, so I thought, because I think Denzel got best actor for this movie, yeah. at least nominated. And
1: he did. He won. Uh, and
0: Ethan Hawk was nominated. Uh, so I was really shocked that this had that rating. Um, I think Rotten Tomatoes needs to go back and, and recheck that. Uh, yeah. But I remember I haven't seen this movie since it came out, and uh, I remember loving it because, at least for me, this was the first time Denzel was a bad guy I, that I remember That's seeing. Right. This correct. was the first time that he was he was not the guy you cheer for, and so it, it was so different from him. And um, I mean, there was de- there's definitely. Uh, a Denzel style that was still there, but uh, but it was the first time like, oh, this guy's. I'm not rooting for this guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he he scares me. Uh, and so I remember just loving it, but going back and re-watching it and maybe just taking the notes and stuff, so much stuff and so much perspective of this movie I had this time through that I did not have the first time through just as someone kind of watching it, you know? Uh, yeah. Without getting into the nitty gritty, I remember thinking first time through, I was like, yeah, it's it's about two cops. One of them's kind of a a crooked cop, and the other one is a, a good guy cop, and you know they kind of figure it out or whatever. But this time through, there's there's quite a bit more to it than that, and uh, it's it's just I was actually blown away. I thought this was a great movie. I was like, this is so much better than I remember That's it being. And I didn't 73. remember like yeah. three.
2: Yeah, crap. <laughs> you know, I, I I have a theory. I I think maybe I mean if this came out now. I don't know if this came out now, maybe people might not feel comfortable with. It's a violent film. Mm -hmm. It goes there. I don't know. Maybe that could be some reason why maybe the score wasn't as high as we thought. But there's no um, denying these two performances are like this is masterclass in acting. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I think even those those scores, even if they're not higher, I'm sure they all like said the same thing. About Denzel and Ethan Hawke's performance, which was just amazing. They were they were great to watch off each other.
0: Yeah, I wonder if the cameos hurt the scores from like critics that sort of have their nose up in the air. You know, because there were some cameos that mm-hmm. were fun, but I could imagine a stuck up critic being like, "Oh, this isn't a good film. This is this picture mm-hmm. is ruined by cameos." You know what this I mean? This
2: isn't true cinema
0: yeah you know. <laughs> yeah I wonder if that wonder had to the, the
1: Terry Crews cameo. oh, it's, that was priceless. Yeah. no lines either that's uh,
2: <laughs> that's not a spoiler yeah.
0: Yeah. Right. Just... <laughs> well, and that's the thing is uh this movie yeah. Extra a lot of people up. were like went on to big careers after this, or yeah. um this was like the starting point for a lot of people um, yeah. which was very interesting. so very cool to see uh a lot of that now, I do want to take a second and say thank you to everyone who watches the show, whether you're watching on YouTube or on listening on Spotify or Apple, uh, hit us up on Twitter if you can and let us know how you watch and, and, uh, or listen or, or partake in the show. Always cool to hear that. I do want to give a shout out to someone on Twitter who reached out. Um, and, uh, er- Eric, you're going to find out just how far behind we are on our recording, because by the time you hear this, it'll have been a little bit. Uh, he said, uh, on Twitter, it was, at eric 76551291 5, rolls right <laughs> off the tongue uh Eight, at six, eric seven. says <laughs> i don't care if i'm one of 3 that watches evolution of movies with real jack farmer it's good leave me alone I appreciate that, Eric. Thank you so much uh, for the kind words. (laughs) That means one of you isn't watching the show. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But I always I appreciate the kind words, and I know Eric is someone who actually uh, checks out the show because that is a running bit on the show that we've only got a few viewers. So uh, I appreciate you, Eric. Thank you so much for the kind words, and uh, yeah, leave us a five star review on uh, Apple, and uh, leave a comment in there. We'll get you a read on the air. Yeah. Uh, unless it's like a one star eric event. this
2: show is eric this show is for you and the two other people listening <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so we're gonna sell which out is, for you my which friend which is my mom and uh <laughs> <laughs> do none of us watch this show?
0: yeah i've never listened to this show i <laughs> got other things to do <laughs> well <clears throat> let's get into this movie uh we get the uh the setup and that is ethan hawk wakes up early for a long day of copping. It's his first day with the new department, and he's meeting Denzel Washington at a coffee place to watch him read the paper. Hawk tells a story about busting a drug dealer, but Denzel wants to hear of Hawk hooked up with his fellow officer. Denzel and Hawk get to know each other, and Denzel explains how things work. Understanding the streets, hiding your love life, they watch Denzel's informant and catch some guys buying drugs, They scare him real good and steal their drugs. And when Hawk won't smoke it, they stop in the middle of an intersection. And Denzel explains that in the streets, you need to do things if you want to survive. Ethan Hawk gets super high and then is told he didn't smoke weed. He smoked PCP. Uh, James, tell us about this world that we inhabit and the characters that live in it.
2: Yeah, well, you you know it's funny because I I forgot that he was married and had like a baby, you know. So it's it's all these extra things at stake as he's um, Ethan Hawke's character, Hoyt. What mm-hmm. a, what a great cop name, Hoyt. Yeah, <laughs> you know what mm-hmm. I mean. Um, that he was going into this uh, like he was leaving one world right i think he grew up in the valley they even said north hollywood high school he was a Mm -hmm. ball player there strong safety yeah strong safety and (laughs) then he goes to like la proper you know like where all the crime is you know Mm -hmm. like and he you know he's going into the i don't know the lion's den i guess and i mean the thing is initially he's kind of wide-eyed and the thing i love about this movie throughout he is the the eyes and ears for the audience we're pretty much him he's serving as like our eyes and ears throughout the movie and you know that first time meeting denzel i mean he's he's scary actually and unpredictable and you you want to i think the amazing thing with this movie as you said because denzel had never played a bad guy before He's also kind of gotten so much cachet with audiences for being like a mentor and a man of uh, virtue and like that good guy. So we're kind of eating out of the palm of his hands and we want to listen and believe everything that comes out of him. And hence, that's what Ethan is. He's there to please him. And, you know, he just keeps going down this rabbit hole of like seeing how, I don't know, crooked Denzel is and how different. And I just love when they get inside that car, right? It's like, oh, the, the car, he's like, oh, it's unlocked. Like, that's how much, <laughs> that's yeah. how much fear or that's his reputation in the streets is he has a car like that and he doesn't even lock it. And he's like, right. you know, you in the office, baby. You know, like. It's, it's <laughs> such
1: a perfect intro too, to Denzel because because yeah. 2001, uh, this this movie came out. So they drop still Dre and mm-hmm. just that. Dun, 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 that that song that pops in and then you just got him revving that engine and uh what i forget what kind of car it is but it's a monte carlo Carlo. yeah totally perfect for denzel's character just so awesome such an awesome intro
0: what a uh uh, flashback to 2001 too with the hydraulics as well uh, bouncing around uh it was cool to see but uh, andy i do want to um uh as someone who's who's produced your own movie recently dead bobby body available on amazon now uh check it out five star review it um i want to talk to you a little bit about camera work and effects when when uh when ethan hawk gets high they start to do this weird kind of color and Mm -hmm. skewed filming that was just a popular thing back in 2001 that kind of that kind of style
1: yeah and i have not smoked pcp yet so i'm not sure if that <laughs> if that is how you start seeing but i imagine you know i've i've had a lot of beers before and that's <laughs> kind of how you start seeing a little bit so i think they do a good job of that because it, it definitely like lets the viewer know like he's no longer really in the right state of mind anymore and it makes makes denzel alonzo like so much more scary when he's like <laughs> almost like a nightmare it's like yeah. you're already with the scary guy who who the weirdest thing is? Let me read my paper. It's like how awkward is that? You're just sitting. I just felt <laughs> like I'm like I don't know what I would do because I like to talk to people. I and mean, then you're just like, <whistles> you know, it's 2001, so he couldn't play with his phone or anything. He's just at this place. This head has to keep quiet. But anyways, you meet this crazy guy, and now you're on drugs. And then the guy's like, <laughs>
0: I don't know. It's terrifying. Well, and that was the, I think what was great about this opening scene is you see that there's almost this game of cat and mouse with him being played right away and having to figure out like, is this okay? And you're off guard and right away with, with this guy. And even as a viewer, you're like, to your point, Andy, what would I do? Like, would I just say, forget you? I'm just going to go get something to eat or whatever. But he's also his boss, kind of. So he Mm -hmm. can't be a jerk, but also he's just an intimidating person too. And so uh, and also when he just stops in the middle of the intersection and points a gun at him and you could tell, you can tell there's zero uh, social pressures on this guy. He does not <laughs> care. There's not a safe space. So mm-hmm. to speak, you know, even if, you could be in the middle of a crowded in, in area and it doesn't matter. He's going to be, he's going to be crazy. He's going to be a psychopath, which I think sets things up. And, and James, I, I guess you'll, mm-hmm. uh, you have the final point on this, but to your point, as a viewer, and even still to this day, Denzel Washington just has such a likability factor to him. I still feel like he's supposed to be someone I, I trust and you know root for in movies. I still, at this point, in the movie wasn't fully sold on this is a bad guy.
2: Yeah, I mean, and he does this throughout the movie as we see. That's why when I'm looking at his performance this time. His performance, is not as simple as bad guy, good guy. There's so many layers to his character, um, especially as we see the desperation build in him. And it's, it's very subtle. You know, he's not someone that, you know, cries on his knees. Or it's like he's very prideful. But, uh, yeah, I mean, a, as you said, we um, we trust him. And he, like I said, we're talking about a career that has, at that point maybe span almost 20 years. I feel mm-hmm. like he started, like, acting professionally like in that. Early 80s, right? Or the mid 80s and stuff. And as you said, when they stop in the middle of the street, um, um, he has no shame. And he mm-hmm. doesn't fear anything, it looks like. So and, and that's a very like wild card. And he's a person in position of uh, what's the word I'm thinking of, like authority. And mm-hmm. that's what makes it so tough, because Ethan really wants something from him and he's entering a world he doesn't know. So you remember at one point he tells Denzel very early, even before he smokes and I'm like, hey, I'll do anything you want me to. And Denzel's like, OK, all right. OK, <laughs> you know, he kind of looks at him like a piece of meat. You know, right. he's always kind of look at him. You know, he kind of does that Denzel like side eye thing. You mm-hmm. know, the you know the the women and men swoon over. <laughs> oh yeah, <very> <laughs> clear. Guilty <laughs> um, <laughs> <Skill is> discharged.
0: <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> there's
1: there's three three things I wanted to mention during this part. By the way, speaking of Denzel, when he's got the gun to his head, I had it on closed captions. He calls him. He says "pooping ass." Pooping ass. <laughs> I don't know. I just thought that was such a weird thing. I saw say. that. I saw that. I, I didn't think much of it. I just let it go. I was like, oh, okay, maybe that was a thing. Maybe that's a thing. That they
0: use. Says it, it's cool.
2: I,
1: yeah. 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 I was just like, oh. it was like the last thing he said. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, and then I liked how Denzel said uh, he's talking about, you know, Hoyt's wife and uh, baby. And he goes, yeah, I don't really want to talk about my family. And he goes, so you guys F face to face. (laughs) like It's like he literally (laughs) just said, I don't want to talk about it. And of course that's his next thing. He's like, Oh, I think we're going to talk about it.
0: But that's the beauty of this character is he's very, uh, like, um, not confrontational. Like Mm -hmm. he wants to push his buttons. And, but, but then he also says that great thing about how, uh, one of the big things about how he acts is about how, um, you need to be willing to do certain things if you want to survive. You yeah, need to be yes. willing to forget that you have a family. You need to forget like you need to be willing to smoke weed or do drugs or whatever because if you don't I mean basically everyone's going to know you're a cop and no one's going to trust you and you know what I yes. mean like you which have is to so be to scary.
2: Yeah. Which
1: like, is so scary, I guarantee that happens. You know, if you're like a undercover police
2: officer, you got to do what they're doing. You got to cross the line. And that's what's so confusing because as you said, we're watching Denzel and he would do these, say these crazy things, have him do crazy stuff. But also like as far as like kind of mentoring him, well, I'm doing this because you need to be prepared for this. And Mm -hmm. it makes sense, even though we're thinking our head like this doesn't seem right. This is not protocol, but it makes sense. Like if you're undercover, you got to be undercover. So you got to be all in. You can't wear your wedding ring. You can't say, oh, I'm not going to smoke this or or pistol whip that person or do whatever. You got to be all in.
0: Right. And that's that's kind of the theme of the movie. And maybe one of those subtle things and what was great about the acting of Denzel here and the writing is that little seed that's planted. Everything he else, everything he does after that kind of buys him credit, you know, because you're like, well, He's he's explained to us, you got to be able to do certain things. So maybe this is the right way. I don't know. Um, and maybe even for uh, Ethan Hawke's character to be like, eh, you know, I got to follow yeah. along.
1: Um, it, I, I wanted to mention one more thing. I just thought this was funny because they played the still drive for for Denzel's introduction, which I thought was a perfect song. The other perfect song, I thought, is when they uh, went to those kids, they were like supposed to be like college kids or something that they got the drugs from. Uh, they were blasting Papa Roach in their car
0: i just thought that was
1: like a perfect song for these, these dumbass college kids
0: of course papa roach <laughs>
2: or maybe all the small things too. i feel like they'll be playing that too
0: 2001 yeah there's a lot of stuff that uh, could have been playing at that point um but what seems like about an hour after smoking pcp they stop at denzel's friend's house roger whose name we find out later uh and they talk about understanding the streets and After leaving uh, Hoyt sees some guys trying to rape a girl and stops them. Uh, Alonzo laughs about it before getting terrifying again and then letting everybody go. Uh, Alonzo explains that they don't patrol. They do investigations and Denzel or uh, Alonzo says uh, the line that I think explains the movie a lot here too, is uh, to, uh, to protect sheep. You have to catch wolves and to catch a wolf. You need to be a wolf. Um, Andy, I want to kind of talk to you more about uh, the Alonzo character. And I was thinking at this point, it's 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 interesting how he breaks people down. He kind of pushes and pulls throughout this whole movie where he's like, you're an idiot. You don't understand. This is how you do things. You're never going to catch up to, to, wow, you've got a great eye. You're going to be really amazing oh, at this. Stick with me, kid. You're going to be an awesome. Psychological...
1: just warfare i don't know i i was i was watching the movie thinking that i would crumble so fast like i would (laughs) just be like "Mm -hmm." whatever you need man i wouldn't make it out of the coffee shop need me to take the money (laughs) i I don't care whatever you need me to do because it's so crazy when when ethan hawk's kind of getting sort of getting beat up by those two guys that he just walks up takes a cigarette out and just starts watching i'm like man like And he, most people would go help him, you know, (laughs) and just like just to show, like Alonzo's like, I'm gonna see how this plays out. Like, just he's so scary. Yeah, but I'd, I'd probably want to fight those guys by myself to show alonzo that
0: i could do it look look at me i could, I could do it <laughs> but james this does kind of perf- imperfectly encapsulate sort of where these two different guys are coming from um it was a small part of the movie but i wanted to separate it on its own because you do see the hoyt character like no we, i am on the street i am fighting every criminal i am doing getting my hands dirty where the alonzo character saying look man That's for the garbage men. Let the garbage men pick up garbage. We're doing the big stuff and you've got to let that slide. If you want to get the big stuff.
2: Yeah, actually it's fun. It's good that you isolate. Actually, that scene is like really encompassing who these characters are. Right. Mm -hmm. Because Ethan, once again, him being the eyes and ears for us and what makes him so likable in this movie, just probably his most, well, he's likable in pretty much most stuff he's in, but Uh, he's an incredible actor. Um, Over this
1: new one out, black. Oh
2: yeah, I think in a new. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, it looks
0: scary. Moon Knight. He was a bad guy too. Oh, he was okay. I haven't seen that. Uh, Um, His daughter's a good person in uh, Stranger Things. Stranger Things. (laughs) You're right. From what I hear, yeah,
2: (laughs) I know his his and Uma Uma's daughter. Yeah,
0: (laughs) right. So those
2: two beautiful people procreating. So, um, Ethan Ethan um Hoyt is a is a man of virtue. And he's brave. And it's valor. So, I mean, it's I mean, those those uh, attributes that I'm giving him, those can kind of be overdone sometimes in movies. But it's not in this. But that's what he encompasses. You know, also idealism, because he says throughout the movie, like the reason why he's he's becoming a police officer, because he wants to, like, get bad guys off the streets and he wants to protect he wants he wants to protect the, the citizens. Like, that's why he's doing this. He's he's doing it all for the right reasons. And Denzel is someone that's been in the game a long time. And what happens like it doesn't matter what line of work you've been in the game a more longer time. You might be more cynical about right. like the virtues of what like industry you're in. Right. So and and Denzel just kind of sitting back. And that's an iconic scene where he kind of just leans on that, uh, you know, the side of the building and watches him. I feel like that scene was always in trailers for the movie. You know, mm-hmm. and the thing is so scary that like at that point, that's when, you know, Denzel's having fun in mm-hmm. the role because he takes out both. That's when he brandishes both of his like silver, you know, handguns. And he's right. kind of like rubbing them up against each other and and talking, you know, the guy, you know, told him to, you know, folate him pretty much. <laughs> and, you know, you don't say that to Denzel. OK, no, uh, then, say, Denzel says what oh. does he say which nut you want. Yeah. And I mean he and it's such a weird thing because he like put both gun guns together in a handle and like I guess you know you know uh hammered the nail. Yeah, he hammered the <laughs> nail. There you go. Out of boy, at a boy.
0: But uh yeah yeah, uh, he was so terrifying in this. Like yeah, I was thinking of this and uh not not to cut you off, but I was thinking about this. They made me like concerned for the rapists. <laughs> like like that, that is how terrifying he was. Like I went from like you know you think in any other situation you'd be like, yeah, get him. Where this I was like oh, those guys have got to get out of that. Yeah, like, take it
2: easy on these guys. <laughs> yeah. You're right. I would say, okay, I'm glad I'm not the only one that thought that. At a certain <laughs> point, and this is purposefully from um, uh, uh, Antoine Fuqua, the director. I mean, he directed a real gritty film. But yeah, you're worried about the well-being of these two rapists <laughs> at right. this point. The sexual assaulters. You're like, hey, take it easy on these guys. Like, <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> like, how scary, how how well done does that have to be for me to totally flip my thought on these characters here in the same moment. It's not like they had a redeeming arc where like they, Changed who they were, they even to the very end, they were still terrible people. But I was like, Oh, I'm glad they got out of there okay. Cause, cause <laughs> I don't know, that, I don't know if I said glad guy. they got out
1: of there okay. But like, second guy should have had something happen to him. That first guy <laughs> got it pretty bad. The second guy is talking all sorts of stuff about her being 14 and what. Oh, yeah, no, he's real got, creep.
2: Yeah, yeah. he yeah. should have had his teeth kicked in. Okay, yeah, that yeah. guy, that, and it, I thought for yeah. some reason,
1: I, I remembered, I'm like. Yeah, I think Ethan Hawk punches him in the face. But no,
2: that's the thing. Yeah, maybe like away. kick him at least. But yeah. he got but he got the
0: wallet. He got the yeah. wallet. Yes. He picked mm-hmm, that yeah. up. Mm-hmm. Um, which is one of my favorite things about movies is when stuff happens, it matters.
1: Yeah. Exactly. I, I did like one line here I wanted to mention. Um, yeah, the wallet matters. We'll be <laughs> that we'll be back. Um he says, Let the animals wipe out the animals. Oh, yeah. That was kind that's of great, great, great. And he calls Ethan Hawk at one point Betty Boop. there's just so many i'd I'd love to know like how many and we'll get to his line towards the end but how many lines were scripted and how many was denzel just doing doing denzel things it just seemed like a lot of like (laughs) this is like very interesting lines that he would pop in there so
0: but that line you mentioned letting the animals wipe themselves out the street they talk about street justice that's also a big part of this movie that continues on as a a thread that pulls through to the end Mm -hmm. um as we continue on, uh, they go to buy some crack from Snoop Dogg, and then <laughs> they, they, get, they get him to barf up some drugs and get him to rat out the dealer, a fellow by the name of the Sandman. This leads them to illegally search Macy Gray's place and steal some <laughs> stuff. Uh, we get a shootout with a local gang, and Denzel shows just how badass he is. This shakes up uh, Hoyt, and Alonzo reminds him, uh do you want to be a wolf or do you want to be the guy that helps people stranded on the side of the road uh james i'm i was wondering watching this uh it seemed like maybe this was macy gray uh trying to step away from singing and getting into acting but when she tried to walk away she choked
1: <laughs> <laughs> i see you did Stupid. That was dumb. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't know.
2: Is that some? In- I don't know her music that I well. Is try that like? To say goodbye. goodbye,
0: and I choke Oh, there I try you go. Walk away and I
2: okay. Yeah, my wife will get on me because she's a huge Macy Gray fan. <laughs> what? Okay. Yeah, it, well, it's funny. A little inside <laughs> thing. Nothing right, wrong. right?
0: A little random. I know right?
2: random, yeah, no, no. it's very random. The well, only reason I know that because Macy Gray has the same agent I have. Oh. Voice work, and I saw her one day in the office. And I was like, oh, I should have went up to her. And my wife, I told my wife, she's like, you should have went up and got an autograph or, or 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 called me. I was like, well, come on. I mean, try <laughs> to walk up to her and
0: joke. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> yeah,
2: so that was like my little brush with uh, Macy Gray. Um, You know, you know, I almost forgot that she she made a uh, cameo in this. And when you talk about her and Snoop and another artist, uh, I don't know if Mm -hmm. I can say his name in this. What was beautiful about this? And this is Fuqua once again, painting this gritty picture of L.A. He has these musicians perform parts that are a little different than what we're used to seeing them in the public mm-hmm. eye. Like, mm-hmm. you know, Snoop, even though, you know, he kind of comes from kind of a rough background, it was interesting seeing him like this. They put him in a wheelchair and he was still defiant. You know what I mean? And, and mm-hmm. you know, all that crazy stuff. And obviously with Macy Gray, I mean, almost unrecognizable. It was very mm-hmm. jarring to see her in that role. And I thought it was so crazy with Denzel once again. Hoyt's watching him work. And um and he brought uh the warrant was a like a takeout thing and I so and I, I just you. wanted to say another thing because I had made a note I don't know if you guys noticed but her nephew Dimitri is an actor by the name of Denzel Whitaker and he was wow. the grandson in the the Nicholas Cage movie we saw um
0: oh God, I can't oh, uh, the name of it are you talking about the um the, the Bad uh, Lieutenant.
2: Bad yeah lieutenant. bad lieutenant he was the <laughs> really <laughs> and yeah. I think and I think Eva Mendes I don't know if she was in that too bad she's lieutenant. in bad lieutenant yeah okay yeah. so look at this thread here go. so but that was a younger Denzel Whitaker because he played the nephew's so, then but he was a little boy then I'm I didn't so know that glad you said it.
0: that because I no. was I was like I know this actor I know he grew up to be somebody but mm-hmm. I couldn't remember who you yeah. i i I couldn't replace it I was like I'll look it up later and then I forgot to look it up,
2: yeah, no, I was kind of blown, I was like, oh wow, he was in that too, like you know, but he was you know he was a lot younger. And it was a great little thing they had there with Ethan Hawke. He's trying to like talk to them and be cool. He's like, you know, she's calling him a rookie. Everyone's calling him a rookie, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. He's a newcomer and he's like, hey, just give me a break. You know, he's, he's just always nice and like full of virtue, even though he's in all these like harrowing situations. So you just like you kind of feel bad for him each time because, you know, this guy just really wants to uh, move his way up the company, so to speak. But he's doing all these illegal things.
0: Yeah. Know? And, and Andy, to, to follow up on that, um, this is a perfect example of he's trying to be the, the nice guy, like as uh, as James is saying. But the fact that he wasn't the, I guess, bad guy that Alonzo was, Macy Gray saw that and just walked all over him, right? Uh, in this, because he, she could see that he wasn't the same type of person that Alonzo was. And it kind of, as a viewer, you're like, Alonzo's right. You kind of have to have that tough, do whatever it takes attitude, or you're going to get walked all over.
1: Yeah, I mean, and especially, I think at this time, Hoyt, I don't think he knew that it was a takeout menu for the warrant. So he was probably just like, you know, trying to do his job, trying to do it. Because I think if he knew that, maybe he wouldn't have been so, you know, much trying to do his job. But yeah, he definitely, he was,
0: yeah, he was a little too nice. And and Macy took advantage of it. They did a great job. And this is the first time, I think, if I remember, they really went to like, a, I guess, a bad neighborhood where they did a great job of making it i think this is some of the movies i love when they're able to do this make it feel like you were really in a bad neighborhood um or in a neighborhood that uh, police probably shouldn't be hanging around at um and with the with the you know. gang right there and just like you just kind of get that vibe like this is this isn't like a good place to be uh and the the way this was directed or filmed or whatever they just did a great job of making you feel like you're in a in a bad neighborhood that's
2: that's one of the big things this film was known about i remember you know obviously being i I think i was i was in texas at the point when this movie came out but it was well known that they were they filmed in certain areas where you like the police can't go to but pretty Mm -hmm. much like they were able to work that out with the neighborhood and work it out with the you know the gang members and stuff like that's those are real like gang members that are there and like pretty much getting permission to like do this film there, so that's what makes it so authentic and scary and real. Jesus, twenty but, years later, twenty and, but twenty one years later, watching, and the fact yeah. that he goes in those neighborhoods
1: knowing that they're gonna shoot at him, and him him coming out of the car with the one gun sideways <laughs> and the other one the right way is just amazing. Like, and he's just he's almost getting like turned on by it you know he's just like firing at these guys and just like enjoying he's very much enjoying getting shot at and being able to shoot at these dudes
0: because he knew it was going to happen yeah and and that was a big character moment i think for him because that's where as a viewer you realize too like oh he will like he's not just playing when he stops in the middle of an intersection or uh, you know pulls out his gun he will unload on people when Mm -hmm. you know when he needs to he he will kill you and so that makes everything Mm -hmm. he does later that much heavier like he does not care getting into a shootout in the middle of a street he does not care about this stuff um you know going into this person's house while there's all these people right outside that can kill him uh i thought as a character this was a very big like yeah this guy will go not just cross the line he will skip over it and keep on running and he'll make you puke up your crack
2: oh my god it's so disgusting
0: <laughs> can, we, can we talk about how
1: how uh soup says it's the, the sandman the isn't the sandman from half Baked? <laughs> <laughs> that's all i kept thinking of what are you like no talk? you're i think it's samson sandman? samson oh man oh, yeah, samson. the whole time i kept thinking of it, it was sandman <laughs> samson yeah 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 okay all right then it's, uh, then it's okay
0: not not to go too far into it more, but i, I do I, I want to double back on something james said a second ago because i i wanted to comment on it and i forgot but I, you made a great point about how all the cameos are people in very different situations as far as, um, uh, like Snoop is in the wheelchair uh, and we'll just say Dr. Dre later is, uh, he's a cop, you know, it's, it's not like they're just playing themselves. I mean, they're, they're actually put in situations that make them different. And I think that was cool from a, uh, you know, just put in the movie, I don't know if you'd call that casting or directing or whatever, uh, on that end but also from them saying yeah i'll I'll take a role that makes me you know doesn't make me look like a a cool gangbanger or whatever i'll I'll be the guy in the wheelchair that barfs up crack you know so good yeah is it mean Uh, to say that snoop pretty much
1: looks the same and dre does not
2: (laughs) i don't (laughs) i don't know i haven't seen dre i mean yeah, yeah, Snoop does. Time. Snoop pretty much looks the same, that's for sure. Yeah, I think his hair's uh, longer. That's the only yeah, 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 that's about <laughs> it. I mean, all that, all that gunja smoke, right? All that <laughs> yeah. sticky icky has, has been doing <laughs> him well, man. <laughs>
0: right. Uh, so they uh they continue and then they go from there to a really bad neighborhood where <laughs> they release pigeons to let the neighborhood know the cops are there. I'm guessing nowadays they just use a WhatsApp group, but. I digress. <laughs> uh, they, they go to Eva Mendez's house. And uh, there they, uh, you know, uh, Alonzo and uh, Mendez, they they hook up. I'm guessing. I don't know. They step off screen for a while. Uh, and I'm guessing while they're fooling around, Hawk and the kid hang out until uh, Alonzo is done and it's time to leave. Um, Andy, how long was this day? Like, I feel like <laughs> yeah, this is I what it was. like. <laughs> this mean, is the longest shift ever. He, 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 they got breakfast he got high he at came 10. down he said meet me at 10 at 10 then he got high then he came down then they went and met a friend then they went to uh search Stone's house then they went to mendez's house stopped he, a rapist. Took a, he took a nap oh they stopped the rapist yeah and it's like 3 p.m at this point
1: <laughs> a lot's going
0: on <laughs> uh but yes this is that was just right now. this is a my note says specifically this is a long ass day yeah th- this already <laughs> this seemed a- like mm-hmm. it
1: was like nine o'clock at night when this happened and yeah. another one a great great denzel lines he says all that jelly no toast
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh I just, that is a fantastic line but this is uh and james to go to you on this one what i loved about this whole bit though and one of the reasons i wanted to isolate this bit as well is This kind of shows just how ingrained Alonzo is in this world. Like he's not just, uh, I think a lot of us view cops as people who are like sort of on the outside and they kind of will get involved and then go back home. But like, this is his life. This isn't a job. He is part of this.
2: Yeah. Now he's about that life, as they say, right? Like he's fully ingrained in the life. He comes in there. He kind of walks around like he owns the place. Right. And it's funny, we kind of get a glimpse of maybe what the gangsters feel about him really mm-hmm. is when they like the, the one dude who looks like he's been in a lot of these kind of movies that he, he mm-hmm. probably really is from the streets. And, but you know, he's like, oh, thanks for what you did for my cousin. And, mm-hmm. you know, da, 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 da. and then as soon as like Denzel's character walks away, he's like, man, I can't stand him, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. which we'll come back to later. Right. Because we need to know. Because, uh, you know, at that point before he said that, we're just assuming like, oh, all these street people just love him mm-hmm. like he's mm-hmm. of the people as he claims he is. But look, I'll be honest, like the suspension of disbelief was affected <laughs> at this part of the film because I didn't realize how like hood this area was. And then you have Eva Mendez living <laughs> yeah. there. That, that yeah. just doesn't fit, okay, yeah. for so I, many reasons. I, I'm so glad you said that, too,
1: because yeah. I was thinking if that's his, like, main girlfriend and that's his son, wouldn't he have put them
2: up in, like, a nicer place? Right? Maybe. But no, he has reason. money issues, as we'll find out later. So we don't know. But still, for so many reasons, even culturally, like, you would not expect her to live in that neighborhood. It makes more sense for her to live in another neighborhood we see later, mm-hmm. which I can't tell which neighborhood's more scarier, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. You know, we'll talk about that. But, yeah, Eva Mendes, yeah. as much as she tries to play, she's trying, I guess, to play like his hood side chick. It just doesn't. I wasn't buying it, okay? Yeah. I wasn't buying it. Ryan Gosling's wife, um, <laughs> right. you know, it was living in, in this kind of squalor, you know? Yeah. I just wasn't buying it. There, there's you know, a number kid, that- though. There's a no,
0: a number of things, yeah, to your point that I, I think makes that not work out. But at the very basic, I always say I feel like if if you know, if Alonzo didn't get her out of there, I feel like someone would have saved like Someone would have come along. Someone like, would have saved come her. Come on, come on, okay?
2: it's Eva Mendez. Someone <laughs> would have gotten her out of there, plucked her from you know, from obscurity. And put yeah. her up in a nice place in the valley or something.
0: I gotta imagine someone okay. would have said, Hey, come live with me.
2: Um, <laughs> did you
1: notice the stepson? I mentioned it earlier, though. He had like a really long braided ponytail.
0: I didn't notice that. I didn't <laughs> notice
2: until later in the film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I thought Where'd the ponytail come from? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, Okay. <laughs> What if they added it last minute? You know, like, you know, so that's it's like a continuity issue.
0: You know? <laughs> <laughs> so they they add they're like, no, this kid needs a ponytail. <laughs> yeah,
2: we need to make sure he looks completely like he could be mixed. Like, this, just add a ponytail. A... <laughs> it's like well, a clip on. <laughs> go well, get
1: the clip on tail. <laughs> uh, uh, where do you think Tenzel met Eva Mendez By the way. How do you think that happened? I was kind of thinking that too. I'm like, how did these two even meet?
2: Like, we like at were- a, a laundromat or a car, like a car wash, Chick fil A, something. You can see him going up to her in Chick fil A. Yeah. Like,
0: okay. All right. Okay. Was yeah. that number one. All right. Okay. Yeah. yeah he here. would, he would, okay. I, I don't think he'd have any problem shooting a shot at a Chick fil A. No. No,
2: no, of course not.
0: Character. Um. I don't think so, he'd have a
1: problem shooting a shot anywhere. No. Probably not. And
0: if you're Denzel Washington, you probably shouldn't. Uh, no. or any character that a Denzel Washington would play. It just reminded
1: uh, me of, uh, James, when he did that impression, it reminded me of the guy from Game Night. Remember, he hits oh, like yeah, that the dude was great. Like but it's not It's not Denzel. Oh, yeah, that's so great. It's such a great, <laughs> <Yes>. great bit.
2: <laughs> the nose, it was the nose. That's just so yeah, 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 yeah.
1: She'd be like, yeah, Denzel Washington met me at Chick-fil-A. What,
2: what was he driving again oh a honda a honda civic or something like that
0: so uh so after this they go and this is for me this is where like the real bulk of the movie like the real like the heat of the movie starts yep. uh they meet some high-powered law enforcement guys and they don't seem all that impressed by alonzo they talk about how Alonzo made the Russians angry, and that Alonzo's a dead man. Uh, but Alonzo says he'll be fine. He'll just cash in an old account. Hmm. Uh, so uh, they spend forty grand on a warrant, and they gather up Dr. Dre and friends to go on a mission. They break into Roger's house and dig under the kitchen, find four million bucks, keeping a million of it, and then they kill Roger. They then set it up to make it look like uh, Hoyt is the hero hoyt doesn't like it but alonzo convinces him to play along hoyt then says that it was basically armed robbery and murder and alonzo reminds hoyt that this is the game and roger is a bad guy alonzo then says if you want anyone to trust you you need to have a little dirt on you uh again it's just another i know this movie's filled with cool quotables as far as like you know funny stuff um but uh there's also a lot of quotables as far as what this movie is about. And that was also, I think a big part of it. You have to have a little dirt on you. And uh, this was where Hoyt finally gets some specific dirt on him. Uh, but Andy talked to me, like just walk me through this, uh, like what's going down with the Russians and explain the story. I'll be honest. I was kind of confused watching like yeah. what, when this happened, I was just like, Oh, Roger, Roger. <laughs> I okay. couldn't believe
1: they killed Roger. Just, they seem like his buddy earlier. And, um, James, because his, he knows Scott,
0: his first name Scott Glenn mm-hmm. I think is, is yeah the Scott actor. Glenn yeah he's great I, like I thought a grizzled
2: sure, actor very grizzled I was
1: not, yeah I was not expecting like I mean I, I'd seen the movie before but I was not expecting them to him to come back and for all that to happen but it's just I mean it's a, Denzel's kind of a mastermind to kind of like figure this all out and have it all together but I like the uh his cast of uh Ruffy and Stu. he had Dr. Dre <laughs> and then he had the Pulp Fiction. Uh, rapist, or the ball gag guy? Oh was...
0: yeah, that's what he was is from. It, he,
2: is he it was Ted? Ted? Ted's uh, dead, dead or... Ted? Zed. Yeah, is that, dead, yeah. is that, yeah, Zed is that or...
0: who he was. I'm so glad you said that. I was trying to figure that out the whole time I was watching the movie. Yeah, he's
2: also like, the villain in the mask. I was like these I'm- guys do not look like these guys these dudes do not look not even like undercover cops. they look so greasy yeah. and like untrustworthy. these are bad guys, these cops you know it, it, you know especially the one that takes it, but it's a great scene you know like okay, you're gonna take you're gonna take a couple of hits coming through the door like he's planning it all out like mm-hmm. it says like his chest you know, and like he actually shoots the guy and I guess a bullet kind of goes through the vest. Yeah. You know, and the tension when he hands Hoyt the gun and says, you know, I right, shoot him. And, you know, we're all like there with him. And he's like, you really want me to shoot him? Like, come on. Like, Even Roger was asking about it, though. That's that's what I
1: was confused. at. He's like, yeah, shoot me. And I'm like, yeah, wait, does, what's he doing?
2: Yeah, Dude, but him? he's I think he's having fun because, like I said, he's not under no impression. He thinks they're going to try and kill him. And yeah. then, you know, like Hoyt like goes, boom, like, you know, like faking it and no one's laughing, you know. And he's like, you know, it tells him to close the blinds. I was like, man, this is That's like, gonna get scary. Yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. There's um, and we'll talk about it later. This movie has, actually has a lot of horror tropes in it. Um is mm-hmm. almost like a horror like character, bad guy at one point. <laughs> yeah. But, but that scene, I was just gonna say real quick, that scene in the car when he's talking to him about all the stuff, you know, you can clean up the streets, you can do better than me. I think that scene encompasses all the nuance of his character because at one point he seems angry, he's upset, um, he feels like kind of remorse for like the kind of stuff he's had to show Bobby Hoyt or Officer Hoyt. And and he's he's getting into his um, theatrical Shakespearean bag, which we'll see full full throttle at the end of the movie, I would say. So
0: yeah, and and, yeah. and what just even again, I I don't have the like acting chops or things like that, but like just to see him, like we've talked about the subtleness of it, and not. I think it'd be so much easier for someone to come and say, "Yeah, I'm a jerk, and I'm going to be mean, mm-hmm. I'm going to yell at people, and and all this other stuff," but to do the like. To do the things like, no, you can make a difference. Uh, you can be better than me. But also at the same time, I want my money. Give me what I want. You know, I'm, I'm also the confrontational guy. Um, I, there were so many layers to who he was mm-hmm. as opposed to just being a, I'm a crooked cop. Like the guy mm-hmm. that was in Pulp Fiction, who you like, <laughs> not, not a shot at his, you know, his character called for certain things. But he was a very one dimensional, I don't trust this guy character, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but, uh, I'll be honest. I was kind of confused about the, this part though. Uh, and uh, when I watched it and I actually rewound the high powered meeting, uh, because I was confused about like where the Russians came in and what exactly happened there and call it cashing in an old account. And, um, and, and, and I guess this is my last thing. And, and maybe Andy, maybe you can help me out with this was Roger the Sandman.
1: I have no idea who the Sandman was. I do know another mm-hmm. cameo there though. Tom, Tom, uh, what's his name from Major League was one of the
2: Tom Berenger. Tom Berenger yeah. was one yeah. of the yeah. Three he's wives. one of the guys. Yeah, he's one, one of the three wise, wise.
1: men. Well, I understood with the Russians, like he was out in Vegas and uh, he killed one of the Russians, right? Well, that was yeah. Yeah, he killed it gets Russians.
2: clarified later. At this point, it's not completely clear. Yeah, actually, until the scene with the the, the Latino dudes, like that's yeah. when it. Because I mean, they pretty much explain Oof. everything, you know. But I never which, knew who the sandman, on... the
0: sandman was either. Sandman, does that matter? Does that ever come up again, or is that just a red I herring? Because so. I, I, I know, just, not... just kind of assumed maybe Roger's the Sandman, but that doesn't. You know, yeah. But there's a line here too that was great. I wanted to say uh, when Hoyt is like, "You've been planning this all day," and he's like, mm-hmm. "I've been planning this all week." Yes, yeah, yeah,
2: that was a great yeah. line.
0: Uh, which then makes you go back and realize everything that happened along the way was leading to this little thing, going back to the checkers thing that you mentioned earlier, James.
2: I love though, really quick when they're in that car, because so much stuff is saying, and he's, he's like, look, man, it would behoove you to like to take this money. You're really upsetting the boys. He's like, I don't give a damn about what they feel. And at one point as he was still talking, Hoyt says what we're all thinking. He says, you guys are insane. Like yes. I'm not playing this game like I'll I'll go I'll go give tickets and save cats back in the valley. Like at that point, I mean, because he just witnessed murder, as he said, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, it's it's su- such a great scene.
1: In and, he, and he saw Roger earlier going like. Well, I'm, you know, going to stay in, save my money. I'm going to go to Fiji <laughs> or wherever it was. So it's <laughs> like, oh, this guy's going to have a nice little life. But that happens in almost every movie. You're like, of man, I can't wait for my future. Man, things are going to be great. <laughs> it <laughs> it like,
0: is sort of one of those like uh, uh, Sixth Sense uh, usual suspects things where once he, he dies and you, you think back to things he said, you're like, yeah. oh, it was obvious he wasn't going to make it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like at the time, you don't think that man. Oh, he did everything to the person who's gonna die. Does? Yep, <laughs> he said, yep I have one more day, and then, yeah, just
2: <laughs> one more day. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I have all my money in the floorboards over there, which
0: you know only you know about. <laughs> <laughs> only you, trustworthy gentlemen, know about. Uh, so, um, but also the the idea that they don't trust, like the guys don't trust you for not taking the money, was something I got like before, but I did like this next scene that we'll talk about resonate a lot more with me this time, kind of really understanding that uh, when they roll up to a party and no one is excited about them being there, uh, Hoyt starts playing cards and they take a look at his gun and they realize that Alonzo has left Hoyt all on his own. And they explain that the Russians are going to kill Alonzo if he doesn't pay them a million dollars. They're about to kill Hoyt when they find out that the girl he saved earlier was one of the guy's cousins. Um, now, uh, uh, there's a lot I want to get to on this it's scene. so there's, terrifying. There's, scene. This is absolutely terrifying. Nightmares. Um, but uh, I never understood. Honestly, I watched this, and I just kind of brushed over it, but I didn't really get why he got left there the first time I watched it. I was like, oh, Alonzo's just a, a jerk. But James, I want you to mm-hmm. speak on this a little bit. Mm-hmm. It was because he didn't take the money, right?
2: Exactly. It's it's, you know, and maybe if you know, if he took the money, then he would know he was all in. Right. Mm -hmm. Because although he's like, oh, we've got all these other witnesses, but he could still like, you know, try and upset the apple cart. Just, you know, Mm -hmm. he'd be the Serpico. Right. Like he's willing to do that. So, I mean, you got to kill that loose. You got to get rid of that loose end. And I mean, what more way to say, oh, I'm going to use the restroom. And I didn't realize like how long he was not in that scene. Um, I almost forgot how short. Like, he just honestly went in there, and you know he was in that kitchen just a little bit longer before um, Hoyt's character walks in. So he's already kind of, like, talking to him real quick, like, giving him the skinny and all that stuff. And it's so scary that scene. Mm. You got us uh, tuco right, from the Breaking Bad, <laughs> yeah. You know? And I mean, it's like he was already practicing for that that God, role. It's so scary. He's so scary um <laughs> and unpredictable and he's supposed to be the non-smart one, but I'm more afraid of him, you know, I'm talking so about sc- getting his I'm you know what pushed him. in. Yeah. <laughs> you That's know, the way he says that line, it's just like <laughs> God, I got to go. And it's so great because Hoyt is like he's trying to loosen up because they're like, you know, how long you been a pig? And he's all oh, been a pig. you know, and he sits down and plays cards with them. And it's it's so much tension filled. That was probably one of the most tension-filled scenes in a movie. Mm-hmm. A movie
0: full of tension.
2: That mm-hmm. one there, because that was like, you know,
0: there's no way out for him. And you could feel that. Well, it's interesting in, in Andy, for you, it's it's you can feel like him playing cards again, watching this more like. Actively, as opposed to passively, when I watched the first time, you could tell he was like, "Okay, I think what Alonzo would do is play cards with them and act like he's not being bothered." And Mm -hmm. so you could, I understood why he sat down. The first time I watched, I was like, "No, I wouldn't play cards with them. No, I wouldn't do all this stuff." But I think you could tell he was kind of almost trying to beat. Like, what would Alonzo do? Alonzo wouldn't care. Alonzo would act like he doesn't. He's untouchable. But then you could also feel that moment when they're like, "Yeah, Alonzo isn't here anymore," Mm -hmm. and you could just almost feel how alone he is in this terrifying place.
1: It's such a scary moment too, when he's playing cards and you see the one guy who is uh, Pablo Escobar and blow, he stands up and he looks out the window and I was kind of like, why is he out looking out the window? But I think he was looking to make sure that uh, Denzel had left already. And then you go back to Jake playing poker or playing cards. I was kind of thinking if I was in Hoyt's position, I would just try to make myself seem super likable. (laughs) Just be like, hey guys we're we playing cards and then i keep losing to them and just be like I don't i have a pretty nice personality um but <laughs> but i don't think they're really going for that there but this that scene is just so intense and so crazy and those three guys are they're all all three are kind of terrifying in their own way the one guy i don't find quite as scary but if if tuco wasn't there i would tuco is just so so
0: freaking scary yeah, yeah. They all yeah, seemed unhinged. They all seemed like they would be more than like when they were about to kill him. You had no doubt. Like, yeah, this is these are guys that will kill you. <laughs> yeah. Um, and everyone, and and something to James had alluded to earlier. All the people that were like around the house, and and even in earlier uh scenes, like in the streets and stuff. I don't know where they got the people playing these, but they did not feel like actors. Most they felt like it, it did not look like they went to central casting and just got like some no. people like. They did such a good job populating these places with very intimidating people. Yeah, uh, in these scenes. Aside from Terry Crews. <laughs> Ter- Terry Crews is still scary, man. He's jacked. <laughs> extra, extra small tank top. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but James, I want to th- th- with this scene something that the first time I watched it again, not uh, watching passively, it didn't hit me as hard. It felt a little. I felt a little too coincidental. But what I loved about it this time around is them finding the wallet that he picked up earlier and it mm-hmm. being his, his cousin's wallet and then figuring that out. When I watched it passively, this, kind of like, Oh, that's kind of a convenient uh, way for them to get out of this. But now watching it, what I loved about this is we talked about earlier, Hoyt saving that girl was everything that Alonzo wasn't. And it was the goodness of Hoyt and what he, him doing all the stuff that he did that was trying to be like Alonzo got him in trouble, but when he we look back at the stuff he did, that was what made him him. It's what saved his life in this moment. Mm-hmm. Yes,
2: his act of bravery, right? Like, and it, it was so satisfying for it to become that full circle. And I don't know about you, because I kind of get chills doing this. You know, we all love Denzel. Like, who doesn't love Denzel over the years? But that was my first time. I remember like sitting in the theater, like, wow, I'm rooting for someone other than him in the Mm -hmm. same movie as him like at that point like i'm like yo i am all in for uh hoyt like you know Mm -hmm. like you know let's get now now it's time for him to be vengeance in a sense like it's no more of like that happy-go-lucky like now he's got to go do something um and the respect that those guys gave him that lets you know how much alonzo was um uh he wasn't i don't know he was feared but also people could did not like him because he was Mm -hmm. so crooked You know, when someone's Mm -hmm. that crooked, they're not trustworthy, you know, and that's a snake move. He he he's always like kind of, you know, uh, behaving as a snake. I mean, we know why he was doing everything he's doing in this film, because he was trying to save his bacon right Mm -hmm. you like that cop pig yeah (laughs) Yeah, uh, (laughs) Yeah, so um but i thought i just thought it was funny though when the guys had him in the tub they were gonna shoot him anyway and then the guys like i'm gonna call my my cousin and and if you're lying i'm gonna shoot you um, you know he's, yeah. he's gonna shoot him in the nether regions but I was like you're gonna shoot him anyway right like I think he's gonna, gonna really shoot him? him okay yeah maybe he's gonna torture him yeah cause at that point That's, he doesn't know and he's... to me that
1: scene is so high stakes oh. is the girl cause she's they say she's like 14 so you imagine like a 14 year old girl and she starts doing that at first she's like yeah, I went to
0: school. It was a great day. Everything was fine. I'm like, oh I no. Oh, oh no, no. don't oh, hang up was, yet. What, what, just what keep asking. Say, by the way, yeah. you wouldn't would just be like, oh yeah, something bad happened. You'd be like, oh yeah, no, it was all good. Yeah,
1: everything's cool. And then guy, the guy kind of pressed. And I'm like, thank God he, because he could have just been like, oh, it was a nice day. Okay, bye. Okay, that's okay. Right. She said it was You're a right. nice day. <laughs> Boom. She calls. She calls back after they kill Ethan Hawke. Oh, by the way, I was lying. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but the way she described him, too, once again, it was she described a man that the. the she described like the brave prince or something. I don't yeah. know. It's like very idealistic. You would hope if you're in his situation that you would make all those decisions and like be as brave and like, you know, really like idealistic as he is. And that's what's, as you said, that's what saves him. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's really, um, as, a, as a film goer, it, it was great to see him opposite Alonzo. And it didn't feel like it was too much either way. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was a good yin and yang between both characters.
0: Why did he pay those guys? Because he gave them a bunch of money. What to was kill him. to kill him? That was that's the, the that,
1: that's what was so crazy. That, that was girl the that, that girl was counting the money and cause they said is it all there? She's like, oh. Yeah, it's all there. And I'm I, like, Ethan Hawk doesn't even know that the money <laughs> that she's talking about is his his death money, basically. I
0: totally I told, I, I thought it had something to do with the Russians. That totally went over my head so like I yeah. I was too terrified to think straight. I was like, Hark- of- he should have asked. So what is that for, guy? Yeah,
2: what is that money for? Exactly. Oh, you'll Did see. You Let's go back to me? Me?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Well, in any case, uh, so Hoyt makes the long walk back to Mendez's place, even getting by Terry Cruz, uh, and he <laughs> he tells the kid to hide in a closet where then Hoyt confronts Alonzo and the shootout starts. Uh, But Alonzo starts to use his son as leverage and gets away. They fight, they drive, and eventually Hoyt gets the upper hand and the gang surrounds them. Uh, Alonzo offers to pay someone to kill Hoyt, but no Mm -hmm. one takes him up on it. They put a gun on the street and as Alonzo goes to grab it, he gets shot in the butt. Uh, (laughs) Hoyt Hoyt takes the badge and leaves as the gang turns on Alonzo, but Alonzo remains defiant. While driving away, the Russians finally catch up and deliver the street justice to Alonzo that Alonzo had sentenced out to so many people so many times before. Um, This was the the end, Uh, uh, James. This is the end of the movie. This is where everything kind of comes together. And we see Alonzo basically as bad as he can be, and it all comes back to catch him
2: yeah it does and i mean as you said when he's kind of using his i couldn't understand because i think the beauty of it is when he's speaking spanish they're not saying the translation of it Mm -hmm. so unless you like know those words like you can tell he's talking to him and yeah basically kind of using his son as collateral and Mm -hmm. you know but once again he's trying to save himself you know he's got to get this money to the russians and you know the way first of all it's great they have their little fight on top of the roof i don't know how Ethan hawk if for some reason like is able to jump off of the roof and land on the car and still like hold on to it as lonzo's like driving around it's in his you head know, through the window he yeah his it's head through the window yeah exactly but i mean once again this is probably one this is movie this movie is filled with iconic lines and scenes and this mm-hmm. whole you know, I'm. You know, I'm gonna put you all in. You know, Pelican Bay, and you know, mm-hmm. and and you know, you know, King Kong ain't got yes. nothing on me. That's and the line of the movie. It's such a man. He's such a he's such a damn good actor, man. I mean, he's he's so powerful because at that point shot he has no gun. Ass. He yeah, even <laughs> him saying you shot me an ass. You know, like <laughs> it's funny and it's defiant. He's actually very funny in this role too. But I mean, this as i said this is a theatrically trained actor all of us have like really followed his career he's done a lot of stage work and this is a very stagey scene this is the kind of scene you would see at a theater uh it's not like small for like a film and it's Mm -hmm. shakespearean once again he's done a lot of shakespeare so that's like because you're seeing that one character he finally has run out of like those nine lives and Mm -hmm. controlling people he has no control and but I mean he's just so defiant and so powerful still, even though he has no power left, you know. At least in the way he delivers his lines. And I mean, I you know I thought it was kind of funny. They kept putting the camera on like an old black man. <laughs> <looking at him. laughs> they, they kept showing like this older black guy out. Yeah, he just kind of shaking yeah. his head. <laughs> yeah, so you know, it. like you know you ought to be ashamed of yourself, son. You know. Then <laughs> <laughs> there's kids out. I'm like, what time is it? Like all these people were out outside. It's still around. only six. It's still it's still yeah. only six PM.
0: <laughs> uh, well,
1: he does a great job though when he gets to when Ethan Hawk gets to Eva Mendez's house. He's like, oh. You know, you passed the test, almost like kind of like trying. He he will never like admit that he was wrong or that he tried to do this stuff to him. So
2: like, congratulations. You made detective. I was like, that's yeah. some funny shit when he said that. Right. Well, and, hey, really? And he just,
1: just has a shootout with his son in the room. I just thought that was kind of crazy, too. Literally got
0: like a shotgun and just blasted, not even knowing where his son is. I thought that was the perfect way to show that this guy just is not a good person, because I was going to say one mm-hmm. of the things I noticed this time around, too, is he clearly uh, Alonzo a bad, a bad guy and he does things the wrong way. But at the same time, he only ever really wronged criminals throughout this movie. So there was this part of me that was like, as I was watching this, he actually hasn't, he hasn't really, there's definitely a, a skewed moral code here, but at mm-hmm. the same time, it is focusing on catching bad guys and doing things to bad guys. But I think with the sun in the room was a very big, big moment to say, no, this is a terrible person. This is not just a, a crooked cop. Like he's using his son as like a shield to save himself um, in this scene. And so I actually thought that was a very important part to, to really go over the edge of, no, this guy is beyond redemption. He's not a good person. It's not just that he has a skewed moral code on how to do good either. And why do you think yeah.
1: he left Ethan Hawke there? Like he was beating his ass and then just like left him there. Why don't you think he like did like the final kill shot? Like he just kind of left. It's it's he almost he likes like
2: a, Ethan Hawke, but why didn't he kill him? He likes he was- him, and it's a movie, right? You know <laughs> what they do? They explain the bad guy explains all of his uh, his his plans to uh, the, the guy yeah. that's tied up, and then he leaves his lackeys to go do yeah. the kill while he leaves the room. Right? right? He doesn't yeah. want to see it through. And yeah, I mean, I think he really likes um, Hoyt he likes him to a certain extent because at this point he just needs his money you know he could have right. killed him no he could have i mean he didn't i mean in hindsight he should have yeah. i mean i mean yeah. for his character to get away with everything
0: I, I thought there was also a part of him like his character doesn't do things himself he gets other people to do things for him nice. um which so is like, like yeah good like good
1: the, the mastermind point. at the end of the every film it's always like he doesn't do the, the dirty work all his
0: minions do because even that at the sense. end, he's like, I'll pay someone to kill this guy, um, which I get the Russians, why they had to be the ones to do it. But there was a part of me that thought the gang should have killed him. I felt like mm. they were the ones that had been wrong. I and they thought were the ones- they did. I,
1: I was actually watching with my wife and I'm like, watch out. This is what happens. And then that didn't happen. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I remembered it. I thought they did. I'll shoot him. But Denzel says a great line of them, aside obviously the King Kong line and all that <laughs> is great. But he says, uh, you can shoot me, but you can't kill me. Oh, I wow. thought that was interesting. And but he's right. They didn't kill him. So that was that was surprising. He oh, wow. did get shot though. He did get
0: shot. Yes. And yes. Yeah, I did uh I was thinking this too as the movie ended. Uh that that's your first day, pal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you gotta wake his- up. You got wake up early tomorrow and do it again Tuesday.
1: His <laughs> wife's like, You're home so late. God, you missed all the stuff. Will you
2: help me with the baby? And he's like, Of course. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what would happen. Like, he'd have to come <laughs> home and change a diaper. You know, she wouldn't like bad an eye. Cause, like I said, she'd be with the baby all this time. Now it's your turn.
0: <laughs> the, uh, you know, this is one of those movies too where I, I always like to think about what happens after. This doesn't end well for Hoyt, by the way, cause he's still got those like five other guys. Who probably want him dead now that their buddy got killed because of him and all mm-hmm. that money was taken. Uh, this doesn't it doesn't go well for him. Like this mm-hmm. isn't a happy ending for him, really. No, I, I mean, maybe for the, the moviegoers where the story ends, but tomorrow <laughs> I it's think a big he he's continues continues about to go to
2: under that. witness protection, pretty <laughs> much. I was gonna say I like, think he's gonna yeah. call
0: in sick tomorrow.
1: <laughs> he's gonna call in sick and think about some things. Hey, honey, yeah. I think we have to move to a new state. Yeah. Uh, we're know, moving to Iowa. Yeah. <laughs> I did have a question. I don't know if you guys caught this. When the Russians were shooting the shit out of him, like, <laughs> they were really making sure he was dead. He yells something out. Did you notice that? Like, Denzel yells. It almost sounds like. I had to rewind it, but the closed caption didn't give me anything. But it sounds like he yells like "Bobby," and then they shoot. And I'm like, "Wait, who's Bobby?" I'm like, "I don't think there's anybody named Bobby." I'm like, "Was his son Bobby?" I don't know. But if you if you watch it to get listen to him, like as they're shooting him, I didn't catch it either. My wife did, and she's like, "He yelled out something." I like, no, he didn't. Then we want it. and he does,
2: but I don't know. Sounds what like a Bobby. Blaze of glory. I mean, he. Bobby! I mean, he's doing, like, the whole thing, and most people, they do that. It might look fake, but it's still – I mean, that's how – I don't know how much lead they pumped into him, but only a a character like his, would it would take that much. Like, you got to have, like, ten guys with, like, assault rifles that all just, like, unload on him to, like, get him out of there. Like, that's how, you know – iconic of a character he is
0: it yeah. shows how powerful the character is too that you you kind of need something like that to feel like he's de- like you needed to see a definitive oh he's dead because if if you had done the thing where like they shoot him in the chest and leave him you'd be like what if he lived yeah, you know? uh, yeah. but with him you're like yeah you've got to i think that's i think put that's, him down that's great point i don't think he's walking away from that one <laughs> I mean, that would be hilarious that <laughs> he, way, gets he gets up, up. I'm King Kong Uh, I know right two guns together (laughs) (laughs) Uh, training day two (laughs) Uh, but that was the movie Uh, like I said I really I enjoy I I actually enjoyed this more the second time I think I think I I feel like I picked up a lot more from it this time around Mm -hmm. absolutely intense James I think your um, commentary of him being almost like a horror movie villain was very true because it's something you, you can't get away from him you know and no. uh yeah. I, I feel like for the most part you could release a movie like this today and it would still be just as good i think the story and everything that that plays out is great um i, I mean obviously you have to update a few things but as far as fashion and stuff goes or yeah. whatever but like, iphones iphones and things yeah. But, uh yeah but for the most part this was a great movie. I I one of the things I love about the show is getting to revisit movies like this and this was this was fantastic. Uh James you're the guest so you get the last word but Andy what did you think Fi- final thoughts?
1: Yeah, I mean even this time around I just really enjoyed the storytelling more than I did probably the last time, but the performances are crazy good. I mean, just seeing Denzel and Ethan Hawke together. I was just thinking, being Ethan Hawke, he's a great actor, but just to be like, oh god, I gotta go against this? Like That had to be such a challenge, but also probably so fun, too. Uh, just crazy good, just everything. I I still can't believe it was a 70-something. That's ridiculous. And they, it, they turned it into a TV series, right, with Bill Paxton, which I never did saw, that, but you're yeah. right,
2: they did. They did. So... I don't know
1: how that was, but yeah, it was definitely like a movie where I don't think it ever should have had like a sequel or anything. It was kind of like that was your movie. That's it. You know?
0: Yeah. I can't believe this movie is like 21 years old. It's it looks great still. That is crazy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because everything looks still very gritty and similar to like, I think it's the same writer maybe even director is end of watch with david
2: ayer i saw that oh shocked i was like that makes perfect sense because he you know that yeah an end of watch as you said like he's very gritty la kind of similar it looks like almost like the
0: similar year even you know it's it's Mm -hmm. not that doesn't look that different nope yeah aged very Mm -hmm. well uh james any final thoughts on this one to uh, tie a bow on it
2: yeah, I just um, you know, this is—I mean, Denzel's had these iconic movies, obviously Glory, Malcolm X. Um, I'm just naming a couple. Philadelphia, obviously like Philadelphia. Philadelphia.
0: Be here all day naming great. Yeah, we could be awesome here great. all
2: day naming like iconic roles he has. John Q. Is, John Q. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, That's a good one too. You know, uh, but this one is probably the one that's like. Stands out the most because, like I said, he's never done a role like this before or after, you know, even if he played kind of a crooked person with the other, you know, uh, well-rated Rotten Tomatoes movie we saw, Safe House. um, (laughs) You know, he's not that crooked, like, you know, even though he's a kind of a bad guy in that, but he's, you know, misunderstood. Um, Just just a masterful performance. And this time I noticed he was having fun playing this role and there was a lot of comedy um the perfect what do you say like comedy and tragedy together and everything in between that was like what this role was for him and i mean he'd hit it out the park yeah
0: yeah i I wonder if he had a lot of fun with it too i mean obviously it seems like he had fun with it but i wonder if a lot of it was because he wasn't thinking about being the typical uh denzel washington and being like i get to be something different and kind of Yes. You know, people talk about how it's fun to be like the Joker or whatever, where you can be like totally over the top about with certain things. And I wonder if you got felt a little freeing doing that. But uh,
2: I'm sure. Yeah. Uh,
0: and speaking of great actors, though, uh, and really top of the world actors, uh, Kevin Bacon. We do a six degrees of Kevin Bacon <laughs> to end this show. Uh, Andy Rossi, can you connect someone from this movie to Kevin Bacon in six moves? Of course. I tried to uh, put it in earlier. Um,
1: Denzel Washington was in Philadelphia with Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks was in Apollo
0: 13 with Kevin Bacon. Atta boy, bing, bing, bang, boom! Yeah, uh, easy peasy. Easy. Well. That does it for uh, for us. This uh, the next couple movies we're doing. We're going to be reviewing. Speaking of great performances from great <laughs> actors, we're going to go to 2002 to talk about *Scorpion King*. Oh wow! Uh, with there you the, go. Uh, the um, the debut of The Rock as a leading man. Uh, right. Then we had oh, we're going to 2003 for *Mystic River*, which is actually a well acted movie. Very. Strange dozy Doe movies to go from Training Day, <laughs> Scorpion King to Mystic River, but that's what we're doing, and then we go to Spider Man Two. We're gonna check that out from 2004. Uh, that is, uh, that's the future for us. Uh, you can check me out at Real Jack Farmer across all social media. Andy Rossi, where can we all find you? What you're working on, and Dead Body the movie on Amazon.
1: Yeah, uh, find me at Just Andy Rossi, and Dead Bodies on Amazon and Tubi. <laughs>
0: Two that, uh, yeah, that, that's what I watched. Uh, uh, training day, training right? day. Yeah.
2: Crackle, here we come. <laughs> crackle next. Okay,
0: it over Crackle. <laughs> and uh and james shippy where can the world find you and what you're working on these days
2: yeah you can find me at jshippy2 on twitter and at shippy 2 on instagram um and yeah and if you happen to be curious about some portland local news <laughs> you can catch me on kxl uh in the mornings um i do i'm a producer there so it's a new gig i got and i do updates
0: as well so very cool that voice needs to be on the radio come on what are we even (laughs) doing if we're not sending that out to the world hey i gotta
2: (laughs) put this voice to work man pay these bills yes
0: yes well thank you so much for being on it's always a treat that does it for us that does it for 2001 thank you for everyone who's watching like comment share subscribe five star review uh that does it for us and we'll see you all next year